0: Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network.
1: Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And
2: it is a Tuesday, June 11th, 2023. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I hope your summer is going well. Beautiful feast day today, St. Benedict of Norcia. One of my favorite quotes from St. Benedict, listen and attend with the ear of your heart. Of course, he's best known for his Rules of St. Benedict and just an amazing saint and a witness. And his sister, his twin sister Scholastica, there's a great story tied together with the two of them. They both died in Monte Cassino, which is uh, quite south from where they were born in the Umbrian town of Norcia, which is gorgeous, but unfortunately suffered a lot of damage in the earthquake several years ago, the same earthquake that struck uh, Amatrice and other parts of, of Umbria and Lazio and it actually killed a number of people. But the twins were born in Norcia, in Umbria, and then they both uh, settled. Scholastica basically father, followed her brother. Uh, to that area of the southern portion of Lazio which is, is sort of very close to the Campania border so Campania is what you're getting into when you leave Lazio which is a region of Rome and then Campania you have of course the famous Sorrento and Naples and the Amalfi Coast and Salerno and many other beautiful places and many uh, many people visit often because it is a, a stunning and very popular part of Italy but anyway uh, Benedict the story about their uh, his uh, her passing actually Scholastica's passing and he died shortly thereafter it's a beautiful story. They were very close, obviously, and both very involved in, in ministry in their day. And they would see each other once a year. Now, Benedict did not like to leave the monastery, but he did enjoy spending time with his sister. And in this particular night that they were together, his sister just had this sense, and I'm summarizing this story you know, and paraphrasing a little bit, but she had the sense that that was going to be the last time she was going to see her brother. And her brother kept saying he had to leave. He had to get back to the monastery. No, no, no! Please stay! Please stay! And he refused. So then she prayed and asked the Lord to do something to prevent him from leaving. And then this huge storm breaks out, like this major storm where he couldn't leave—rain and thunder and lightning and hail and everything. And so they ended up um, spending uh, more time together. And then she died shortly thereafter. Now, when you go to Norcia, as I mentioned, it was very badly damaged by the earthquake. And Deacon Dom and I managed to run up there the last couple of months, and we were in Italy just to check it out. And it's still pretty—it's still pretty bad there's a lot of construction a lot of scaffolding everywhere but normally you could go to the church that marks the spot of their birth and you can visit that and, and and venerate that spot but anyway we were there just a cute story a couple of years ago the first time we were there was with our wine group women in the new evangelization our women's pilgrimage and we were you know touring for the sister saints and whatnot of course looking at saint scholastica obviously but when you come into norcia there's this beautiful statue of saint benedict So we go to Mass, we take a picture outside with the Statue of Benedict, this big group. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous day. Blue sky, sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. All of a sudden, after Mass, we walk out, and I kid you not, it's as if Scalasco is saying, hello, you're on this tour, you know, discovering the female saints of Italy. I'm one of them. You kind of forgot about me. And the skies open up, and there's a huge storm scholastica saying hello the same thing happened when deacon dom and i went a while back when we were in italy and visited norcia it was a beautiful day we're driving through umbria the hills and the rivers and the streams and the lakes just just a beautiful beautiful region and we pull up into the walled town of norcia and all of a sudden it starts raining and so i said hello scholastica hello saint scholastica Good to see you again. Anyway, uh, it seems to happen with her. She's reminding us of well, that she's there. All right, some beautiful quotes are from the feast, the saints' feast day today, St. Benedict. This is my favorite of his. Listen and attend with the ear of your heart. He also says, whenever you begin any good work, you should first of all make a most pressing appeal to Christ our Lord to bring it to perfection. He who labors... As he prays, lifts his heart to God with his hands. Of course, he's known for and work. The first steps of humility, St. Benedict says, is unhesitating obedience, which comes naturally to those who cherish Christ above all. And I love this one. In this world of the cancel culture and how so many people attack each other, especially online, and you're trying to make a point, you're trying to witness. He says, be careful to be gentle, lest in removing the rust you break the whole instrument. Benedict of Norcia, patron of Europe, pray for us. Okay, so what's coming up on the show today? We have a lot of great interviews as always. Robert Muse in the American Freedom Law Center. So there is a lawsuit they're filing against the AG in New York State. We'll talk about that regarding some of the pro-life uh, witnesses there. But there's a number of other big stories affecting religious freedom. And I recently saw Robert at a wedding, and we were talking about some of these issues. We weren't supposed to talk business at a wedding, but we just kind of just started talking about it because he's so you know well-versed in all these things. So there's a number of stories we'll discuss with Robert in terms of the culture. And then Grace Emily Stark, the editor of a wonderful, wonderful online publication, Natural womanhood. They have so many great articles on that website. And it is all about natural womanhood. It talks about the impact of birth control on women. Well, you know, the culture doesn't want anything about that. So there's an article that's been Making the Rounds online. And it was published apparently by NBC News. Anti-birth control messaging. And she says it's about as eye-rolling as, as you can get. And it's basically, sit down, shut up, take your pills, and don't listen to the bad people telling you they're dangerous. And the messaging is being really pushed by the left. while well, because they're scared, because more and more women are realizing how bad birth control is for them. And a lot of them are not coming at this, brothers and sisters, from a quote-unquote religious perspective. Many of them are coming at it from a health perspective, the way they're feeling, the side effects of the birth control pill. We'll talk about that with Grace Emily Stark. So that is our show for today on a busy Tuesday morning. Now, weather-wise, there are some real concerns. We will have an update on what's happening weather-wise in the news, some big stories. But just to let you know, we're still looking at some uh, major issues with heat in certain parts of the country. And then you've got rain, which is really coming down very heavily out east. So you have flood threats. They're easing a little bit, but the excessive heat is building. Across New England, heavy rain will subside today, though flood watches remain in effect. Excessive rainfall is possible for portions of the southern plains and lower Mississippi Valley. Damaging winds and hail from severe thunderstorms are possible across the northern plains. And then excessive heat, as we mentioned, starting to build in Texas, Florida, and the southwest, with record highs projected for later this week. So be careful out there if you're outside and especially if you're going to be traveling, keep that in mind. Seven minutes past the hour already on a busy Tuesday morning, the Feast of St. Benedict. Pray for us. Let's get started with the news. As we mentioned, some bad stuff out there weather-wise. Over 42 million Americans are under heat warnings. Extreme heat is already hitting the southwest in states including California and Arizona. And the dangerous conditions are only expected to get worse. The National Weather Service warning in Phoenix residents there need to be ready for temperatures soaring into the triple digits. Parts of Texas and Florida also feeling the heat blast this week and could also see record temperatures. Tragedy at Lake Overholser in Oklahoma City where authorities have recovered the bodies of two boys that were swept away yesterday while fishing below the dam nearby. Oklahoma City District Fire Chief Scott Douglas says the boys were in the wrong place.
3: With the rainfall we've had, the amount of water coming through these dams, please do not let your children come here. I understand fishing's a great time, but it's just not a good spot to do it.
2: The first boy's body was recovered last night. The second overnight this morning. The two were 10 and 11 years old. Two other boys rescued while Sitting near the spillway yesterday afternoon. Numerous road closures, rail issues, and structural damage remained throughout the Hudson Valley and Albany from the significant rainfall, as Scott Pringle reports, that occurred over the weekend.
4: Governor Kathy Hochul spoke to FEMA leadership in the White House and is pushing for federal disaster assistance after more than eight inches
3: of rain fell in parts of the Mid Hudson region. This caused significant flooding related damage to homes, road structures, and vehicles. While well, the American Red Cross has set up an emergency shelter at the Sacred Hearts. School, the Orange County community of Highland Falls. The state has bridge and road inspection teams on the ground
4: there and in other communities to try and get the roads open as quickly as possible.
2: And forecasters again say most of Vermont and portions of upstate New York are under a rare high risk of excessive rainfall for portions of today. In other news, a statewide ban on so called sex change operations and a number of dangerous drugs, including puberty blockers for juveniles in Tennessee, is going into effect. That law moving forward, an appellate court decision found over the weekend. Litigation filed by the ACLU that claims the law infringes on parental rights is still pending, meaning the rules could be blocked again, but if the measure stays in place, any children currently taking hormone treatments will be required to be off them by March of next year. A suspected murderer with survivalist skills is still the subject of a multi-state manhunt.
5: We've conducted many of these types of investigations of various size and scope over the years. It's always impossible until
6: you've uh, actually captured a person, you know, just how close you are.
2: Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens saying Michael Burham escaped from Pennsylvania jail by climbing on exercise equipment and then out through the roof overnight on Thursday. The jail is near the Allegheny National Forest, so officials are extensively searching that area. Police say they are doing whatever they can to capture him.
5: We are pushing him hard. You know, I've talked about the resources that are committed. Uh, We continue to ramp that up. We continue to make sure that we're putting pressure on him.
2: The suspect, who is 34, was being held on arson and burglary charges and is also a suspect in the murder of a local woman. Rory O'Neill tells us Americans are losing confidence in the system of higher education.
4: Confidence in higher education is lower, now just 36 percent and well below the 57 percent measured in 2015. The Gallup survey is the latest indication Americans are losing faith in core institutions. Higher ed now ranks fourth on the list behind small business, the military and police. Among Republicans, confidence in higher education has fallen 37 points in 8 years to a record low of 19%.
2: More firefighters arriving to battle the Boulder fire southeast of Mount Hood. It started Saturday afternoon. It's burning in dead and down debris and timber. The terrain is very steep and rugged apparently and hotshot crews, helicopters and airplane tankers are working to keep it from growing. It's estimated at about 160 acres now. Winds are forecast to gust to 25 miles an hour. Several campgrounds are evacuated and the investigation into the cause of the blaze is ongoing. And it's still not clear how that small bag of cocaine ended up in the White House. The Secret Service is continuing its investigation into who brought the drugs into the West Wing and they say it could wrap up this week. Now White House officials last week promising what they refer to as appropriate consequences if anyone in the administration is found to be responsible. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the administration has very rigorous drug use policies. Trey Thomas tells us that former sports doctor Larry Nasser is reportedly in stable condition, this after being stabbed by another inmate on Sunday.
4: NBC News reports Nasser was stabbed twice in the neck twice in the back and six times in the chest He said to have suffered a collapsed lung in the incident Nasser was sentenced to decades in prison for sexually assaulting female athletes when he worked at USA Gymnastics at Michigan State University
2: The US says it's time for Sweden to join NATO
7: Sweden
4: has taken
7: Um, A number of steps to address the concerns that Turkey raised.
2: That's State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller. Turkish officials have been blocking Sweden's membership accusing Stockholm of supporting Kurdish militant groups. Russia President Vladimir Putin meeting with the chief of the Wagner mercenary group in Moscow just days after the paramilitary group's June revolt. In Moscow, Darla Bondurcek says dozens of fighters were invited to take part during the talks which lasted almost three hours president putin gave an assessment to the company's actions on the front line in ukraine and of the events of june 24. Prigozhin stood up against the russian military establishment seizing the city of rostov on don and sending his fighters on a march for justice towards moscow in his public address in june president putin called the march organizers traitors and promised them harsh punishments Retail experts urging consumers be on the lookout for potential Amazon Prime Day scams. The annual sale, Amazon Prime Day, underway now, widely popular, but does have the potential to draw the attention of criminals looking to capitalize as well. Buyers are urged to be aware of unsolicited emails, checks or calls, and to look out for links to fraudulent websites. Another recommendation is to use only a credit card. Not a debit card for online purchases as suspicious charges can always be disputed with the credit card company. And some good news on those gas prices. Summer gas prices have steadily held nationwide. AAA's Brian Omer says, or Ortner says, this is a welcome change to the traditional summer spike.
7: We're still hovering around that $70 per barrel range, a little bit above it as the week begins. You know, But we look at the last week, even with the high demand, pump prices barely budged really over the past week and that's even with more demand as people hit the road over the fourth of july holidays
2: a nationwide average now at around 354 a gallon nine cents less than a week ago and 14 cents less than a month ago 15 minutes past the hour hope you're having a beautiful tuesday on this a feast of a saint benedict of norcia when we come back talking to rob muse from the american freedom law center some great pro-life updates and a lawsuit that's been filed against some officials in New York State. More on that coming up next.
0: You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, "You'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll
7: encounter Christ." More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noelle Maring author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available
6: on the Renewal Ministries YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
2: great Tuesday, great feast day today. St. Benedict, pray for us. Always great to catch up with Rob Muse, who is right in my own backyard here in southeastern Michigan. We're blessed to have him. Of course, he does work around the country. His wonderful law firm is American Freedom Law Center, and they do such great work in standing up for pro-lifers and people concerned with religious freedom issues and just so many cases he's done successfully. So right now, Robert, we're looking at a suit filed against the AG in New York, and this is on behalf of Pro-Lifers, whom you're representing. Tell us about it, and thanks for joining us. Good morning.
3: Oh, great to be with you, Teresa, as always. You know, we, uh, we filed a, uh, a lawsuit um, Friday um, and against Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York. Uh, your your listeners may be aware that on June 8th, she, with you know, great fanfare, filed this civil complaint against Red Rose Rescue, and uh, several of the rescuers, uh, Father Fidelis, Laura Guides, uh, some you know, individuals that I've, I've represented and continue to represent in, in Red Rose Rescues, a, a civil lawsuit in the southern district of New York seeking a 30-foot buffer zone. Right? And, and the fact that she's only going for a 30-foot buffer zone is an indication, as she understands, that the, her lawsuit is, is very weak. One of the, the hallmarks of Red Rose Rescue. Um, and, and, you know, your listen are probably elsewhere, you know, Operation Rescue. Operation Rescue would, would, you know, try to shut down the abortion centers. They would, you know, block the clinics. They would, you know, put chains on the doors and do other things to to uh, obstruct, physically obstruct the abortion centers. And that was really what uh, prompted the federal government to pass uh, FACE, the Freedom of mm-hmm. Access to Clinic Entrances Act, which has can have some uh, draconian, um, you know, penalties associated with that. Well, Red Rose Rescue purposefully... Um, does not engage in activity that that violates faith. They, you know, they've they've been held to have violated uh, simple trespass laws. They go inside the abortion centers. They don't block. They don't obstruct. They don't force anybody. They just hand out red roses. They pray for individuals. They and usually the you know the employees of the abortion center go crazy that there's somebody out there that's talking peacefully these women and praying with them and trying to convince them you know not to abort their. They're babies, and so the police come, and they would typically passively resist. Uh, you know, time-honored uh, tradition of civil rights advocates, and they get carried out, and they get, you know, charged with simple trespass, sometimes misdemeanor resisting, obstructing, and and they have their uh, their trials. Well, she uh, in her lawsuit, she she falsely conflates um, those individuals who may be engaging with, in in activity that could violate faith. With Red Rose Rescue, in order to try to get a, a an injunction under the New York version of the law, and the federal law. But worse than that, during her press conference that she held on this, which was a total propaganda show, with um, she had you know Planned Parenthood there, and that's another issue altogether. Right, you have Letitia James, who's an African American attorney general, you know, cuddling up to Planned Parenthood, who was founded, which was founded by a racist. Right, they're going around, everybody's tearing down all these statues of. You know, historical figures because there might be some tie to slavery and so forth, but yet, why, why doesn't the black community quite understand the founding of Planned Parenthood? Yet, they and, and the black community is the ones that invariably get harmed the most Yeah, in the black
2: community and the Hispanic community. The number yeah. two, and, and number one, and number two, in terms of the number of abortions performed in their communities. Yeah.
3: And so, during they're, they're this press conference, um, for you know, for based on a civil lawsuit seeking a 30 foot buffer zone which had no allegations whatsoever of anyone engaging in terrorist activity or belonging to a terrorist group because those facts are false, and she knows they're false. She had um, labeled those who affiliate with Red Rose Rescue as terrorists, and she also called Red Rose Rescue a terrorist group. That is defamation per se. Now, uh, executive and top-ranking officials, they have certain immunities, but but those immunities aren't without exceptions, and this fits within those exceptions, not to mention as the chief law enforcement officer, when you, when you denigrate and falsely accuse the, an entire group of engaging in terrorist activity, which is so false, I mean, her purpose for doing so is, is, is uh, quite clear. She wanted to you know, prevent people from joining the group or associating with the group or you know, speaking with the group or engaging in other activities. The, the vast majority of people who are affiliated with Red Rose Rescue never go in the abortion center. They stay outside on the public sidewalk counseling, praying engaging in, in First Amendment activity. Yet with this uh, with this broad stroke, she's labeled them as as criminals worthy of being targeting, and that, that itself is a violation of civil rights, because she's the top law enforcement officer of the state. People expect that she's, you know, that you're supposed to be, anyways, objective, that you have, you know, you have a grasp of all the facts as a top law enforcement officer, and she falsely labels them as terrorists. Again, for the purpose of Really suppressing the Red Rose Rescue, not just in New York but everywhere. Right? Why would anybody want to be affiliated or work with this, you know, this so-called, uh, you know, with these terrorist group? And so it's defamatory, and it's also a violation of fundamental civil rights, right like to freedom of speech, the right of express association, and the equal protection of the law. As the top law enforcement officer, so we filed um, a civil rights lawsuit, and uh, we're also seeking—we're we, asking for a five million dollars in. in and compensatory punitive damages for the defamation. You gotta, we got to stop this. Right? She's one of these attorneys generals that weaponized her office. Eric Holder really made a uh, you know showed the example of how you weaponize a, uh, a an attorney general's office. And Merrick Garland is certainly doing that at the national level. And you have people like Leticia James doing it at the uh, at the state law the state level. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're fighting back. Right? She's not going to not going to stand for this.
2: Talking with Rob Muse from the American Freedom Law Center about a lawsuit filed against the New York Attorney General for violating civil rights and also for defamation. But this is their this is their 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 MO, their method of operation. Rob, this is what they do around the country, and they associate anyone who disagrees with them as either let's say a terrorist or a white supremacist or both. We even saw this in Maryland. I was talking about this last week on on Catholic Connection. I think it was last week, where two weeks ago or three weeks ago, this has been ongoing. We're in Maryland. The school board is not allowing parents to opt out of these books that are totally inappropriate for, for younger kids. I mean, we're talking introducing all kinds of really offensive lifestyles, which most people, regardless of where they are religious-wise, would have an issue with being pushed upon babies, anybody in general, but babies especially. And so there is a group of, of, of very, very um, active and vocal Muslim parents and students that came and spoke, at the school board meeting several several young people and several parents saying why are we being labeled like this why are we not out why are we not allowed to opt our children out and so then a school board member gets up there and she she's trying to be very like kind of tiptoe around this She says, well you know it's this is a very difficult situation because I have to look at this and say that some of these people who are who are testifying are no better than these white supremacists out there but they're not really white supremacists but then they kind of are and I'm thinking oh my goodness Anybody who disagrees, it, it's, it's the whole, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing thing, right? Yeah. It,
3: it, it, see, well, we start with Merrick Allen because we sued Merrick Allen on behalf of uh, parents from Loudoun County. Um, you know, with the, you know, designating them as domestic terrorists and, you know, creating these threat tags of the FBI. Th- this is... This is how common these dictatorships right, where they, they weaponize the, the law enforcement... And, you know, the, the Supreme Court cases are very clear when, you know, with, with First Amendment rights, they're very precious. They're very delicate, right? That, that, you know, the case law makes clear that the First Amendment needs breathing space. So it's not only just direct attacks which violate, the you know, these rights of freedom of speech, but indirect attacks. These subtle and indirect attacks by law enforcement officers and law enforcement authority. And that's exactly what they're doing.
2: And this is happening all over the country. More... With Rob Muse to the American Freedom Law Center. It is a Tuesday morning. You're listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio. We'll have more with Rob Muse and the American Freedom Law Center, not only on this case, but in general what we can do to stand up against what's happening in our country, and especially attacks on pro lifers.
5: Are you into setting goals for yourself? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Setting realistic goals is a practice we can all utilize. SMART, S-M-A-R-T, is an acronym that can help us keep our goals real. S is for specific, narrow down your goals and make a deadline. M is for measurable. We live in a world that tracks numbers and data. Concrete numbers can help us track progress. A is for attainable. Sometimes we think too big or bite off more than we can chew. Be patient, Scripture tells us. Rome wasn't built in a day. The R is for relevant. Relevant goals can be determined through our own values. Stay dedicated to how God wired you and what you stand for. Finally, T, this is time-bound. Write down your timelines and deadlines to keep you on track and honest. Without these, it's hard to maintain success. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net.
1: Father Benedict
6: Groeschel. I usually, I'm operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails 50,000 and they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them I'm delighted but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool the talks that were helpful the sentences that were helpful the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much.
4: EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic.
2: Always great to catch up on an amazing attorney standing up for freedom, a former Marine, by the way, Semper Fi, Robert Muse, American Freedom Law Center based in Michigan. Always great to have him on the program. So, Robert, what's so scary, we were talking about this, I was uh, your poor wife, she said you weren't supposed to talk business at the wedding, but then when I saw you, we just had to have a conversation about what was going on in the culture. We attended a, a beautiful wedding uh, of friends of ours, uh, uh, this, this young couple is just beyond, I mean, they're just so, so amazing. But anyway, uh, getting off track. But this is happening everywhere, and the attacks are coming at a rate, and we were talking about this during the break. That I haven't seen in a while. I mean, it's just, it's just boom, boom, boom. It's like whack-a-mole. I mean, every time you turn around, boom, you got to hit down another one. What are your thoughts on on, on the, the level of the heat they're putting on us?
3: No, it's, it's worse than I've ever seen, and we're and we're getting very little relief from the courts. But you know, that we got to just keep fighting. You know, it's interesting. I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. My very first day when I when I came into to Michigan in 2000 it was i think it was March 5th i remember the day i went to mass at domino's farms and there was a, you know the chapel was behind the bookstore back then and lo and behold the celebrant that day was Father John Harden who was No kind of a hero.
2: way so, so oh, i just, really? was
3: very first it was Father John Harden and his homily will forever ever stick in my mind and you know how he was very direct and and he said to live an authentic catholic life you must live the life of a martyr you know we there's there's many opportunities here for martyrdom We we've got to we have to stand strong and we've got to stay with our faith. You know, you mentioned about that wedding. What was beautiful about it had nothing to do with how beautiful the church was, which it was, or how beautiful the music was, which it was, how beautiful the reception was, which it was. But it was a sacramental marriage, and that's what made everything so beautiful. It was like a little taste of heaven. Yep. And and we have our responsibilities to live an authentic Catholic life. And I tell people all the time, look, if you don't, Ronald Reagan reminded us that. You know our freedoms weren't handed down through the bloodstream; they must be fought for and protected, unless they're generation away from extinction. Meaning, you know, look, these these are like muscles that we have to constantly exercise and flex, or they'll atrophy. And so, you we we can't just you know we can't keep you know go into a bushel basket or, or, or hide away. We got to be out there fighting, exercising those rights, keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And, and I know you know my law firm will be there, and there's other law firms as well, as much as we can to you know to have your back like this case with um, with Latisha James. By the way, the two plaintiffs we're soon on behalf of is Monica Miller who's a long standing I mm-hmm. know person you have on right. the show and, and Susan Abdallah, who are both, you know, very much heavy into the into the pro life um, uh, pro life uh, action. But it look we were made for this time, right? We you and I we were born at the time we were born, we're here for a reason. And um, you know, we got to take make make best use of our time to uh, build God's kingdom here on earth and you know, it's a it's a target-rich environment, but it's also a, a great opportunity for uh, for many, many, many graces, um, because we, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of sacrifices, going to be martyrdom along the way, um, but that's you know that's what Christ teaches us. I don't know why we would expect anything less.
2: I, I tend to be—I don't know—maybe I, I just have an optimistic attitude in the sense of after you know seeing that wedding and seeing so many young people with like-mindedness yeah. that that the, their friends that were there at that wedding, knowing the families personally, but also going to the pro-life uh, march every year, covering it for EWTN, seeing the victories at the Supreme Court. I have a lot. I have a faith in God in the way He helped. And directed the founding fathers in terms of the system of checks and balances. If we look at what happened recently with the Supreme Court and these major decisions that were, and we were talking about this, that were just basic common sense decisions. Yes, yeah,
3: yeah. That, there wasn't anything surprising me from those rulings, but you know, the left went apoplectic on these on these uh, decisions. But you know, your your point is is a is a good one, and I think. You know it seems like it's a it's a lot worse and there and there are I mean there's some horrible things that are going on but I, how much of that is uh you know magnified by the way social media is right. operating in the way that the you know the, the mainstream media is operating that they they're kind of like a megaphone for these people I you know I, look at what happened with Bud light right that's right. with uh, Bill bringing on you know Dylan Mulvaney to, to just what they thought was probably just an innocuous thing they sent some bear cans with the with the guy's picture on it and you know, he went up on, on his social media and pushed that, and, and right now I think Bud Light's um, earnings are down like 30%. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
3: when you see things like that, you're like, you know what, yeah, there's the people out there, they don't, they don't buy into this into this yeah. nonsense. Despite or look what
2: the at what's happening questions. with, for example, the, the movie, right? The Sound of Freedom in yeah. terms of yeah. the, the the Hollywood yeah. saying, now, of course, here they go. Let's round up the usual suspects. Let's make them look like white supremacists and people way, 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 way bizarre out there in bizarro land. You don't want to go see this because it supports all these crazies. And and people are not listening to it because they're still packing the theaters, thanks be to God.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's, I, the, uh, more Satan shows himself. I think the uh, you know he, it's it's the pride. Pride goes before the fall, particularly for the for the evil on the left. So I you know I'm, I'm hoping for a springtime of Christianity here pretty yeah. soon because it's getting it's getting pretty bad. But we all you know we have hope because that's because um, we you know we have a Lord and Savior who loves to save, and so we uh, we have God we have God on our side. And, and yeah, you know, there's you know we've had this discussion so many times like, when people ask you know about legal questions up you can't explain any of this as a matter of fact as a matter of science or as a matter of legal precedent it is demonic it is diabolical right. that is what's going on in the uh, in this country and and you know pray fast all those things are, are the way that we uh, that we defeat this ultimately
2: that, and obviously, first and foremost, as we were talking about, you know, St. Benedict, a great prayer warrior today, but what else can we do? The, the, the thing that is extremely frustrating, obviously, are the double standards, because they will label these pro-life uh, people who are out there on the sidewalks and, 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 you know, doing this peacefully, and even in some cases, for example, I know in the priest case, he has is, he is admitted to blocking a Planned Parenthood entrance, but he did it peacefully, right, not harming anyone. Then you look at what's happened right. over the years with, with some of these radical groups who are burning down buildings, destroying businesses, and then... And Kamala Harris, when she was running for office, is calling this a movement that shouldn't be stopped. So on one end, you have people literally doing damage and and hurting people, yeah. and that's a movement. And on the other hand, you have peaceful protesting and peaceful witnessing, and they are terrorists. So it's always the opposite. So we we have to be able to speak up, and that's why filing this lawsuit is super important.
3: Yeah, and you know the thing with with filing lawsuits is uh, they do bring attention to issues, right? There's American people like. They like controversy. So when you put, you know, two names on opposite sides of the V, it automatically creates this controversy and, and uh, people get interested in it. I know when I, I just saw a story, uh, you know, Lifeside News I think posted a story on, on the lawsuit which was which was very good and it's gonna get a lot of traction. I know some other people that are getting it up on Twitter and, and sending it out and, and this one was just it was just formally filed yesterday, even though we officially submitted it for filing on Friday. The Court reviews it, and then before things become a public document. so it didn't come it didn't become a public document till till yesterday. So we'll see how this uh, how the case has uh, has legs as as it's moving along and Ultimately, uh, you know, we prevail in this case. It's going to have a lot of life. So yeah, great. Uh, we're ready for the fight.
2: Well, Robert, thank you. So glad that you are yeah. there. Let me give you your website out to our listeners, AmericanFreedomLawCenter.org, fighting for faith and freedom and fighting, of course, the weaponization of our government. And there's great information in terms of the cases in which he's involved right now and other things coming up and really, I think, cultural issues about which we should be aware. But I wrote down that quote from Father John Harden, I hope I wrote it down correctly. Yeah. Living an authentic Catholic life means living the life of a martyr. Is that it?
3: Yeah. If you have to to live an authentic Catholic life, you must live the life of a martyr. Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. And right now we're seeing a lot of white martyrdom, and and uh, God willing, it won't get worse than this. But if it is, yeah. well, as Saint Joan of Arc said, "I was born for this." Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Robert, thank you. Keep All us posted right. on how it goes. All right. Thank you, me. Have for a having great week. God bless away. your you work. Too. All right, Robert Muse, a wonderful attorney with the American Freedom Law Center, one of the many organizations out there on the front lines, fighting for freedom, justice, and truth, and of course for faith and family. When we come back, we're going to be talking about information that women need to know, but the media trying to say, "Oh, nothing to look at there. Oh no, don't look over there. It's fine. Birth control is a wonderful thing. Just keep taking your pills, and you'll be fine." Not. We'll explain when we come back on a Tuesday morning. You're listening to EWTN.
1: Father Benedict Rochelle. I must tell you that from what I observe from very
4: young people, All of these blasphemers, all of these mockers are in for a tough time because the devil bites his own tail. And I find among young people a growing reverence and longing for God. I find a decline in the cynicism and skepticism around because it had to destroy itself. No one can live on being an enemy of God. It's too crazy. It's too absurd. It's too dark. It's too bleak. God is beautiful. God is holy. Why in the world mock God? The people you know
7: and trust are on EWTN. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowledge by acquaintance is what St. Paul's talking here. We need to increase our acquaintance of God. What can we do to increase our knowledge of God? Well, study scripture, pray, fast. But here's the obvious question. Are you increasing in the knowledge of God? Or are you simply kind of staying stable? We're living off past encounters when we speak of increasing our knowledge of god as i said you can read all the books you want about god and you'll have lots of information but it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily become acquainted with him we need to know god by acquaintance and that's what lies at the heart of all true religion cresta in the afternoon weekdays at 4 eastern on
5: ewtn radio
2: You just can't make this stuff up. Alrighty then. Listen to this headline and the subtitle of this article. Conservative influencers are pushing an anti birth control message. Alarmist statements about hormonal birth control go viral on social media, but experts say they're not showing the full picture. Oh my goodness. Grace Emily Stark is on with us, the editor of Natural Womanhood. You know, it really gets my Italian up, but I sh- it shouldn't because I'm not surprised. But what's so scary to me is the fact that women need this information. We all need this information because you know this, there has been so much out there and you talk about this on, on your website and not from religious sources showing the harm, especially with oral contraceptives. This morning, thanks for joining us.
8: Thanks for having me, Teresa. I'm glad uh, you found the title of that article as humorous as I did, right? It's one of those things where you either you'll laugh or you'll cry exactly it, right so laughter is always a better choice um, and you know this morning before our call I was cataloging in my mind all of the people who have done kind of the, all the most pivotal work in the last 30 years to try to get the truth out to women um, about hormonal birth control um, and about the reality of fertility awareness methods which they malign in the article as well Um, Actually being a really wonderful, effective alternative to birth control, Teresa, every single one of them, I'm pretty sure, are pro-choice leftist women. (laughs) I'm thinking of Abby Epstein, Ricky Lake. They have the documentary, The Business of Birth Control. I'm thinking of Holly Griggs-Ball. She wrote Sweetening the Pill. Um, Dr. Jolene Brighton, Dr. Laura Bryden, they've written some really amazing books about how to heal your body after getting off of birth control. Dr. Sarah Hill from This Is Is Your Brain on Birth Control. These women, by and large, as far as I know, would not consider themselves uh, even right-leaning, let alone members of some vast right-wing conspiracy, right? So it's just absolutely incredible to me that they can write this headline with a straight face. But, you know, uh, that's just what they do. And to me, the bigger conspiracy is why when every single new study that comes out, and it was really funny in this article to watch them talk at of both sides of their mouth, having to acknowledge that a lot of the most recently done studies that, you know, say find a connection between hormonal birth control use and mental health challenges such as depression, Um, suicidal ideation, which by the way, are much worse than teens, Um, having to talk out of both sides of their mouth and acknowledge like, yeah, you know, these studies are really well done and they do show a connection, but then try to downplay it as much as possible. And we're not talking about mild side effects here, Teresa. We're talking about young women contemplating and in some cases doing the achieving suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, it's, it's, I'll say laughable, but really it's more sinister than that, um, this push to shove these studies under the rug to kind of tell women, oh, no, no, look the other way. There's nothing to see here, honey. Sit down, you know, shut up, just take your pills, and everything will be fine. Yeah, how That's condescending really how
2: condescending yeah. and sexist is absolutely. that?
8: Absolutely, absolutely. It's It's very frustrating. Um, but there's so much pushback, and it's not at all just from the right. Um, in fact, the right is kind of late to the game. All the women I just mentioned who would probably consider themselves left leaning, who are probably pro choice, they've been in the game much longer than all these right wing, um, you know, influencers that the article talks about. We're a little bit late to the game, those of us who consider ourselves a bit more right leaning. Um, actually, if you look, you know, Tony Weschler writing, taking charge of your per- fertility decades ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's it's mind-blowing. And, and I have to laugh, too, at the fact that they cry, you know, oh, well, context, context. Or, you know, there might be some benefits still to taking it. Um, because if you look at what the messaging on the left was around, you know, like the COVID vaccine, for example. There was nothing about context. It was no, no, no. You have to take it and don't even think about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only when it's a protected thing, which for the left, birth control is kind of this sacred, protected thing. Like abortion, that, um, yeah, because it's a form of like birth abortion, control. Like yeah, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, where we're allowed to like say, oh, okay, well, there's context, and let's let's consider the nuances and that sort of thing. So it's it's really lays bare. Um, just how devoted the left is to not only getting young girls on birth control as early as possible, but ensuring that they stay on it no matter
2: what. Yeah. Well, I I think there's a number of things here. We're talking with Grace Emily Stark, editor of Natural Womanhood, about a recent article from uh, one of the news outlets that's that's going around and basically telling women and girls to sit down and shut up and take your birth control pills and don't listen to concerns raised about the impact of those of those uh, birth control methods on on your psyche and also on your your physical well-being. It shows how, how vested they are. It also shows, I think, at least from a journalistic standpoint, possible conflicts of interest because we know there's connections between Planned Parenthood, these big pharmaceutical companies and the media in terms of advertising and whatnot And also they're agenda-driven. They are so vested in this idea of abortion and birth control that no matter what, no matter how much harm it might be doing to women, especially younger women, they do not care. They have to continue to to pound that drum to beat that drum.
8: Absolutely, yeah. And they they really just lay it bare for everyone to see when they write articles like this. And this article is nothing new, Teresa. I mean, in the last couple of years alone, I, I would probably need two hands to count how many headlines I've seen similarly um, on, you know. The, the thing is, is what's unique now is this is more of a mainstream uh, news source that's putting out a headline like this. It's NBC News. You know, before it was Mother Jones. They really loved to hammer on us pretty hard uh, over at Natural Womanhood. They have all sorts of great uh, conspiracy theories about us. Um, you know, Mother Jones. It was you know Rolling Stone, which nobody considers a serious news, news source, operation, right? Yeah. having a yeah having a conversation with. Um, but now it's NBC News writing these kinds of headlines. So, you know, the the headline isn't new, but the fact that bigger, more mainstream media, you know, quote unquote news sources are starting to spout this drivel is is telling. I think they're feeling the pressure. I was just going to say that, that in... we
2: should take that as a positive sign because if we weren't Absolutely. making headway, they wouldn't even address the issue. If they didn't feel the need, somebody, and I'm like, I don't know who their source was, but somebody called them up and they rounded up the usual suspects, right? And said, yep. well, you, need, you uh-huh. need to get our people in this article and this is what you need to do. You need to push this because it, Planned Parenthood or whatever other you know, pro, you know pro-choice or reproductive rights, so to speak, organization, called up the media, and if you don't think this happens, I talk about this in my book Noise in terms of the relationship that these pro-abortion and pro-death groups have with the media and how they have their news people on speed dial. I saw it all the time, and I write about this extensively in my first book, but it's even worse now mm-hmm. than it was when I left the media uh, over 20 years ago. So th- they mm-hmm. were directed to write this because they are feeling the heat, and somebody somewhere is Absolutely. losing money, right?
8: Absolutely, Yep. And they tried to make it sound like, in the article, this is probably the, the most laughable part of it all. They tried to make it sound like the folks who are encouraging women to learn about fertility awareness, where, you know, le- fertility awareness, learning to read the signs of your body so that you can tell when you're fertile and when you're not, which, by the way, can be incredibly effective if you learn a, a method from a trained instructor um, perfect use or even just regular, typical use, we're looking at rates above 90% comparable to the uh, birth control, comparable to the IUD, comparable to the injection, what have you, in terms of pregnancy um, prevention. So they try to make it sound like fertility awareness methods don't work, they do. Um, They cited old statistics, which the CDC doesn't even use anymore. The CDC even admits they can be up to like 98% effective. Um, they cited old statistics, basically, you know, the same old song and dance where we pretend that it's the rhythm method, even though most people know now that it's not the rhythm method, that fertility awareness is a modern, evidence-based method, um, that women can use really successfully, um, you know, but then they, they turn around and they, they try to say that people who teach fertility awareness or who are encouraging women to use fertility awareness, they're the ones looking to make money. (laughs) (laughs) the ones working to make money off of you. i'm so laughing be there, because i know right? so
2: many people who work in in the church in that arena and and last time i checked they weren't getting uh in, in any cash i, I don't know no, oh my gosh no
8: and and the thing is too is fertility awareness is teaching a man to fish right yeah you teach a woman to read the signs of her body and then She's not dependent on you or anyone else for her family planning needs for the rest of her life. So
2: how are they supposed when to be making money? Out. How are they making this money, according to this article? What, what, what's the...
8: Oh, I think they were trying to say, and this, this is the case, I'm not going to lie. There are people, influencers on Instagram, who do try to peddle different supplements, different vitamins, different herbs.
2: That's everywhere. Cheese, those sort of
8: thing to, yeah, but it's everywhere, and it's not just some part of some vessel right-wing conspiracy, you know? So it's just, it's really laughable. I read that part, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all getting really rich over here, teaching
2: women (laughs) fertility (laughs) awareness. Unbelievable. See, it's just the opposite, though. Isn't that a great case of, of projection? Because who's the one making the big bucks? The birth control industry.
8: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And not only that, but once you get a young girl, you know, they're talking about getting birth control over the counter now. We talked about that a few months ago, Teresa. They want to put the O-Pill over the counter where girls as young as 11, 12 can get on it. You know, you get a girl as young as 11 or 12 on the birth control pill, well, then you've got probably a pretty good therapy client in a year or two because we know now without a shadow of a doubt that there's a major connection between depression and birth control use and that it's much, much worse for teen girls um, even than it is for adults. Um, and that even teen girls who stop using birth control um, still have an elevated risk of developing depression in adulthood. Mm
1: -hmm.
8: Um, So, you know, you get a young girl on birth control, then you're probably going to have an SSRI client, you know, someone to put uh, mental health drugs on in a few years, and then, you know, God knows what may or may not be going on with her body that should be getting addressed but isn't because she's masking it with birth control. Um, and then by the time she starts having kids in her 30s, you might have an IVF patient now, too. There you go. So so, so, fo- so this- follow yeah, the money,
2: real. right? Exactly. Yep. So,
8: but no, we in the fertility awareness uh, side of things, we're the ones making the big bucks, yeah.
2: Teresa. Yeah. That's the
8: big, the big secret.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. So first of all, before we let you go, I do have a couple of questions. We have about three minutes left. What is the website? Because you have such great Sorry. information on your website. I want to make sure people get that.
8: Yeah, thanks, naturalwomanhood.org, one word, naturalwomanhood.org. That's where we post, you know, all of our excellent content that we put out. We have a scientific advisory board who reviews most of our content. Um, You know, we put out written articles. We put out video interviews. um, We do all sorts of things we have at naturalwomanhood on Instagram, um, where we've really uh, beefed up our, our social media outreach. Um, so I really encourage people to, to check us out because we are an evidence-based organization. A lot of uh, fertility awareness organizations uh, either come from a very religious standpoint, which, you know, is fine, but we try to meet people where they're at, and we do realize that uh, w- more women than just Catholic women, just conservative women uh, can really benefit from this information. So we just come at things from a very evidence-based standpoint standpoint which there's a lot of evidence for not only the risks and side effects of birth control but the effectiveness of fertility awareness so um, that's the angle that we take and we've had a great response and um, we're thrilled at what we've been able to do to help young women to help couples now to help moms of teen daughters we have a a mothers of preteen program um, teaching moms how to talk to their daughters in age-appropriate ways about this stuff, about their fertility, about you know, kind of the harms of, of birth control, that sort of thing. So, uh, we got a lot of great content, uh, and I just I hope people go and check us out. Yeah,
2: it's terrific. Natural Naturalwomanhood dot org, and you've got an article out there coming off the pill, Eden's story. So many great you know issues on this. Marital problems as a side effect of birth control use, and there's been so much research done on this. And as you said, the women who have been speaking out most recently are women who are not in line with us in terms of theology and our, and our faith basis, and they still consider themselves pro-choice, but they are talking about yep. their bodies, and they realize the damage that this is done, and yet here you have the media you know, jumping in the fray and saying, okay, we have to help out you know, Planned Parenthood and whomever and make sure that yep. we continue to you know, beat that drum and make sure women believe that birth control is the only option. Grace, Emily, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Again, the website is naturalwomanhood.org. And we look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Connection. It is 53 minutes past the hour. Oh, you don't want to touch that dial. We have a great show coming up tomorrow. I can't wait to tell you about it. Stay tuned.
0: Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or
4: visit AveMariaFunds.com. As Catholic parents, we know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely.
1: But it doesn't have to be that way anymore.
4: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm
2: Lisa Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's Catholic dot com.
4: It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents
2: like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day.
4: Get expert help with discipline issues. Self-care. Creating a stronger marriage.
2: Living your faith at home. Or just
4: coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world.
2: In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources.
4: Check out entertaining videos that teach your kids to get along with each other and love the Lord.
2: Downloadable activities.
4: Monthly live parenting Q&As.
2: A supportive community of faithful parents. And
4: tons of other benefits, like our exclusive Catholic Home podcast.
2: Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home community.
4: Remember, that's CatholicHOM.com. We can't Can't wait wait to to see you there. there.
6: More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
2: Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network tomorrow. So excited to have Johnette Beckovic Williams on with me. A very special anniversary. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great discussion. I just love her. She's amazing and it's got so much to offer in terms of not only her gifts on the air, on the radio and TV, but also with her beautiful ministry, Women of Grace. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And another lady from EW10 that you know and love so well, that's our very own Joan Lewis, joining us from Rome. Of course, a lot to discuss with things happening very quickly, moving toward the Synod on Synodality in October at New Cardinals and all kinds of breaking news out of the Eternal City. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Adomani, St. Benedict, pray for us. Always listen with the ear of the heart, as he said.
1: You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruczek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.